All right, folks, welcome back to the Gerda Podcast. Today we're talking again to Mr. Jeremiah Wallander. Jeremiah is going to talk about many of his passions today, whether it's Camp Phillip or photography and a bunch of other things. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about being a future pastor as well and some cool stuff that goes along with it. Uh, before we get into that interview, though, make sure you're sharing this thing with friends and family, getting it out to young men who need to hear uh, good examples of Christian living and masculinity in our modern world. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can just type it in and look at the website. You can do all kinds of different things. So um, go find the Gird Up podcast. Share it with people you know and you love and uh, keep listening. we got good things going on. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right. We got Jeremiah Wallander back. Jay Wall. Mm-hmm. Not Jay Wow, though, huh? No, just Jay Wall. Jay Wall? Yeah. Jeremiah Wallander, camp counselor and photographer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Camp Phillip first, so if people aren't familiar with Camp Phillip. Yeah, so Camp Phillip is uh, in affiliation with the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod as a Lutheran camp. Um, it's in Watoma, Wisconsin, as we talked about in uh, the last episode about uh, how it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. and <laughs> Right smack dab in nowhere. Yeah, and it's it, it was established, I believe, in 1983. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was 1983. And right now, the pastor that we have here is Pastor Tom Klusmeyer. Uh, we call him Pastor Tom. And uh, he's this accordion-playing man who uh, loves children and has really helped uh, benefit uh, bringing a lot of kids in here, especially it started with a lot of people coming from the Milwaukee area up to um, Watoma to camp here and come to camp, like summer camp for kids. We, we reach so many children here at Camp Phillip where they come and uh, – Usually for most most times, sometimes it's a half week, but most of the weeks are full weeks where kids come and different activities, you know, the normal camp stuff like archery, swimming, nature, hikes, creation encounters, stuff like that. That's that's very standard and normal. But we also have like Bible studies, devotions every single day, campfires at night with fun skits, but always end in a devotion. Uh, how everything here at camp is centered on God's word in some way. If you drive around around here, there's crosses all over the place. There's one that was just put up right over there at the crossroads, which is really awesome. I love it. And how here at camp... The crossroads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at camp, uh, so we have just like a lot of... Do you of, label your intersections? Like, this is the Golgotha intersection, this is the uh, Calvary n- intersection? Not all not all of them, but like we, <laughs> the crossroads, but like we have crosses at the crossroads or stuff like that. There are certain areas like uh, the back campsites we call Canaan. There's this, um, there's this <laughs> area that kind of slopes down, so kind of like uh, Jericho. That's what we call it. We call it Jericho because nice. it goes down in there. So yeah, we have different names for different parts. There's the woods over there with a ton of those really, really tall trees over there, that's called Kansas. 
Um, and there's a tree deck out there where we love to take campers and hang out over there. A tree deck. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like this deck that's sitting there, and that's what we call it, the tree deck, and it's really high up in the air, and kids can just sit up there. A great place to look at the stars at night. Awesome. Anyway, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, that's okay, yeah. Um, is, yeah, camp, uh, it reaches over th- like thousands of kids each summer, especially. Pastor Tom always says, you know, there are so many great ministry opportunities out there and not that one is necessarily better than the other. But if you're really looking to work with kids, there is no like camp out there that's doing what Camp Philip is doing, bringing in thousands of kids each year and teaching them what um, God's love is, what God's love looks like. And it's awesome because like a lot of the kids who come are wells, but there's a decent amount who aren't wells. And maybe their parents are just dropping them off to get a week away from their kid or like, you know, expensive babysitting or whatnot to give them an experience. But at the same time, how we're still reaching these kids who may not be churched and they're learning about uh, God and Jesus. And some kids that come here, they've never even heard of Jesus. So then that gives the kids who perhaps are Christian, are wells in the cabin, then they get that exposure to other kids who may not be that way. And I think that's really good opportunities for everyone. Um, Me, I'm on the SALT staff, which is the summer adult leadership team. And I'm the photographer and programmer here. My boss and one of my best friends in the world, his name's Matthew Bown. And uh, he went to FEL2 way back in the uh, 90s. And then he went to MLC, studied um, Spanish. But then he got a call to come here and be the program director here. And that man has taught me so much about empathy with people, helping people with their problems, um, being uh, selective with helping people. And um, it was, it, it was re- really cool how he, he like can um, find problems and how he's able to diagnose them and help people so much. And that's what I learned from him. That's why I learned from camp. Camp has taught me so much, not only about God, not only about Jesus, but how to work with people, especially whether it's kids or grandparents. Next week, we have a group of grandparents coming for summer camp, which is super fun. And I get to lead the Bible studies for it. And I'm really looking forward to that a lot. Um, So yeah, I, I love camp because it shows people God's love from either from like the age of seven to 77, like, and anywhere in between. It's awesome. So is this like a grandkids and grandparents or Mm -hmm. grandparents all on their own? No, it's grandkids and grandparents, but there are certain activities where they're going to be separated, where the grandkids are going to go off with one group and then the grandparents are going to do camp stuff just as grandparents. Yeah, it's really fun. It's one of my favorite weeks. We call it GPGC, grandparent, grandchild camp. That's awesome. Uh That's super cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You guys should do, do you guys do like, um, like young adult stuff too. Like, do you ever do that kind of stuff? Like, like teenagers, are you saying? Well, or? like teenagers, like uh, college kids. Like, do you have stuff for them? Uh, or? most of that stuff is during the off season. Like, I know that um, we don't always put these stuff on, but churches will schedule like uh single retreats or stuff mm, like that mm-hmm. and then people will come here they'd have to pay for it but then if they're like yeah we want programming then matthew our boss might contact us and then he'll be like hey we have a group coming this weekend who's able to come to camp and help out and then we're going to do some programs for them and stuff like that so yeah there's groups like that um young adults that would come but that's usually <laughs> not in the summertime okay yeah yeah so it's more like if you want to be here find an opportunity to be here kind yes, of yes yeah, okay yeah. yeah so um do you guys have like a lake or that yeah kind of stuff? yeah down there's uh if uh past this office about maybe a half mile uh, maybe a quarter mile in between there somewhere uh 
is the Upper White River Mill Pond, and we go swimming there the all the time. Upper White River, the Upper White, White River, River Mill, Mill Pond. Pond. Yep, Oof-ta. yeah, it's awesome. Put that on a sign. I know it's great. It's great. I love swimming there. One of my favorite places. We have a raft out there. We have piers that the kids can jump off. There's a deep end. There's a shallow end. We have to. I used to be a lifeguard here as well, so we had to do a swimming evals with the kids to make sure they can swim in the deep end for safety reasons. Um, we have canoes, paddle boats, uh, a bunch of different types of pedal boats, too, for the kids to use. They can go out with their counselor. And it's also cool, too, because some of these kids are, like, very much city folk, so they don't get to experience being out in the woods, being out in nature, going out on a lake even very often. So it's so cool, especially when you get these kids who don't experience this very often and then they're away from like their television for the first (laughs) time in their lives and like at first like you can always tell like the kids get like oh this is gonna suck so much like i just want to like watch teen titans all the time and now i can't i gotta be here at camp and then on saturday those are the kids like i never want to leave i'm having so much fun you know (laughs) It's, it's, it's awesome because camp philip uh, the motto is relaxation in creation and renewal in Christ. And I totally believe that 100%. I feel so relaxed here being in God's creation, kind of cut off from other people too. Being able to come here is one of my favorite places to meditate. Um, I like to meditate in God's word and uh, focus in on things. I love doing it here at camp. But also renewal in Christ Um I always feel uplifted here at camp, especially when we go through Bible studies, when we go through different sections of scripture and we're talking about it with the kids, or if we're having a staff devotion, or next week I'm leading the uh, grandparents in a grandparent uh, Bible study, which is like an hour every single day, and I'm really looking forward to that as well, how um, you get to meet these kids, especially who... Some of them may not know much about the Bible, or some of them know a ton that you didn't even know. And then you're learning from them. I think that's that's so amazing. So he's I the know. biblical scholar. Yeah. <laughs> well, well the, I, I think about it this way. You know, in one of his letters, Paul, um, Paul says that we can be mutually encouraged with mm-hmm. each other. And I still remember Pastor uh, David Wenzel at Fox Valley Lutheran said, um, our quarterback at FVL, his name was Jake. And he said, that's like if Aaron Rodgers calls Jake and says, hey, Jake, how about we come together and we throw the ball around and maybe we can learn some stuff from each other too, you know? Yeah. And it's a huge compliment, but I, I have. I've had those experience with kids where I have, we're, we're going through scripture and I have not thought about that before. When a kid brings up a topic or some kids have gone through struggles that I would never wish on oh, anyone, sure. like anyone in their lives. And I hope that I would never experience that or my kids would ever experience that. But then when a kid opens up about that with you and you're talking about it and you're just able to listen and see, wow, you have been through a lot in your life. And then you see how they are applying scripture at like the age of 12 or like mm-hmm. 11 and how they're able to apply scripture and find the gospel and find, um, how God grants us salvation and find how much God loves us and how like these kids haven't lost hope. I can, I'm thinking of a specific kid in mind, how he just went through so much crap in his life and he told me about it. And then he always came back to, but I know God still loves me. I know God still cares about me. And I want to show God how much I love him with my life too. I'm like, man, this guy's like 12 years old and he's like more mature than like a lot of like, 20 year olds out in the world it's amazing and i i get to experience stuff like that every single day here and that's why i find it so beneficial yeah well and those are snapshots you don't get to have a lot of times when you 
like, well, if you don't work with kids, you're never going to get that snapshot. Mm -hmm. But like, um, we get those breakthrough, like as a teacher, you get that breakthrough, like with a couple kids, a couple times a year. Right. But you bring them to a special place like this and you put them in an environment such as this, where they really truly are free to express themselves, um, and relax in creation Mm -hmm. and, you know, just spend time in the word and you, you, you kind of bring it out of them. You know, and he gives them an opportunity to say, hey, this is a safe space where I can express my growth, where I can express my leadership, whatever it might be. It's just it's a good thing that kids need to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. One hundred percent. Well, and to go into that. Um, so it, it's a, it's sometimes it's a joke. Sometimes it's <laughs> not. Um, but uh, like especially when I think about like MLC um, or when like with your. So let me backtrack here a little bit uh-huh. so camp Phillip has a reputation for um bringing people back again and again yep um both as campers but then like most of your staff is uh like a product of camp Phillip. yeah that like, makes sense yeah people who used to be campers yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Like, you're you you retain a lot of times you're retaining like your your uh your camp counselors and everything, you're just retaining them from the time they're nine years old until they're like 25. Right. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Like super cool. Um, and that's like, that's a sign of a good, healthy organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a lot of times people outside looking in think that's weird, you know, like and, and it's the same like a cult. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you'll hear that every once in a while. All the time. I get well, it. All and, the time. and especially like, you know, when, when you guys get together um, outside of camp, you know, like you see people that you really truly care about, and you spend time with them. Like people say the same thing about good athletic teams. Yep. Like they won the state championship 15 years ago. Why are they still getting together? Uh-huh. Well, because they spend a lot of time together. They really care about each other, and they have each other's backs, and they love each other. Right. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But what makes Camp Phillip that special place that that achieves that bond? You know, like what is it that makes Camp Phillip special like that? Well, first of all, I think it's just the overall mission and message is to spread Christ's love, especially focusing in on children, but the fact that the children get to tell their parents on the car ride home about what they learned. You know, they didn't just learn about how to climb up on the ropes course. They didn't just learn how to shoot a bullseye at the archery range. They didn't just learn about nature. They learned about God's love and what Jesus did for them and uh, I think that is the number one thing that makes camp such a special place. Um, we say this all the time. You can go to a YMCA camp, and there will probably be nicer equipment. There will probably be a more ver- more ver- of a variety of activities. There probably might be even more free time. And in all honesty, if you really think so, it may even be more fun. But what are you getting out of it? A week of fun, a week of uh, good activities involving expensive equipment. There's nothing wrong with going to camps like that. But if you're just getting fun out of it, if that's your goal, then fine. But what do you actually want to send your kids to learn? And that's why so many parents, especially around here, it's Wells parents, but so many Christian parents send their kids here because it's not just fun. It's fun that is all centered around Christ. It is fun that is all centered around God and how much he loves his people and how much God loves children. Let the little children come to me because that's why we have these Bible studies with kids and these devotions because to God, kids do still matter. Again, I I think I mentioned this before 
in the other episode, but how like God didn't just come to die for adults and God didn't just come to die for uh, like people older and that like God died for everyone and that involves children. And that's why we're focusing in on children here and showing them how much Christ loved them. Well said. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch over to photography a little bit. Okay, so yeah. Your job here is uh, photography. Yep, yep. Oh, and, and uh, so I'm going to go back again. Um, we've talked about Vanguard in the past on yes. the podcast, and it's something that you have been, you were, I mean, you were in Vanguard. Six years. Unofficially for 32 years. <laughs> uh, you were you were in the You were yeah. already involved in Vanguard in yeah. the womb. Uh-huh. Um, not not quite accurate, but very close. I got you. I got you. <laughs> anyway, uh, you six official years in Vanguard. Yep. You really spent like ten years with Vanguard. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, like you grew up, <laughs> grew up around the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was some of the most meaningful years of of my childhood um, and young adulthood. I guess it was more than childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely foundational, and it's similar the similar feeling I think to that too, where you just look out on the outside looking in, and uh, people go like, "Well, what you know." I hear you talking about how it's different and and it's clear that something's different, but what is it? You know? And those are the kinds of organizations and kind of groups that you need to get your kids involved with. Oh, 100%. And that we need to find too, as adults, like if you don't work for a group like that, if you're not a part of a group like that, you either need to build it or you need to go find it. Yeah, for sure. And I did both. I did both camp and I did Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Like, And sometimes it was at the same time and sometimes they overlapped. And I don't regret doing either of those. Oh, absolutely. And like, not saying that like people would have to necessarily send their kids to Camp Phillip or make their kids do Vanguard. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like finding those organizations that are uplifting, that are character building, that teach your kids life skills, but overall teach your kids about the love of Christ, that's yeah. so important. Yeah, finding those groups. Mm-hmm. I think that's why our Lutheran high schools are so important too. Yeah. Is like you have like you can send them to a public school. There's nothing wrong with it, especially if you have a strong foundation in the home. I mean, there are some people who argue that's even better for your kid because you know they get out into the real world earlier. You know, I I don't <laughs> I would argue with that. I don't agree <laughs> with it, but you know, I think they make a good point. Um, but there's it's just so powerful to be uh, surrounded by your peers and in the word. Yes, it's just yes. incredibly important. One hundred percent. Okay, photography. Yeah. So how did you get involved in photography in the first place? So um, my brother is actually a filmmaker. He graduated from UW-Milwaukee with his film degree. Before I ever wanted to become a pastor, I always wanted to be a movie director. Like, I I love movies. You talk to anyone who really, really knows me super well, I love watching movies. I probably see 100 movies a year. And to some people, they would say, you know, that's a waste of time or whatnot. To me, it's not. To me, I'm watching an art that I love, that I really care about, that I find so entertaining, and that I can learn from. Yeah, it's a hobby. Yeah, for sure. I love going to see movies. And even even my fiance, Kelly, like, she took me to a movie for my birthday. And it was the like we uh this was two my the day I turned twenty she took me to see Hacksaw Ridge ah good movie I loved that movie and she and she knew that I was going to like it and there's stuff like that so I always loved filmmaking and camera work but then when I found out about the ins and outs of being a director I was just like well sheesh that does not sound glamorous or like that fun or like that like it just sounds like I'm just like ticking so many people off all the time to create my vision and then I'm paying them to go away yeah that's kind of arbitrary maybe but like that's how it that's how it appeared to me and then I was kind of turned off by it and I did want to be a pastor since I was like seven or eight years old but I wanted to try out different things as well too but then it just became more and more clear to me in my direction in life that God's like, no, I think you should be a pastor. But then God didn't stop there in my life. He 
put a camera in my hand through my brother, through um, my boss at MLC, Bill Peckerel. He hired me to be one of the photographers at MLC. So I went and I took pictures at football games and basketball games and softball games and different school events such as choir concerts and church services, special services that they wanted pictures at. And I learned the ins and outs of photography pretty quickly. And I taught myself so much. That's another thing too is um, now I've started my own business uh, last year called Jer the Photographer, where I really focus in on um, intimate love photography, engagement photography, wedding photography, stuff like that. And I love doing that. Like I love doing that because I, I just love love, really. <laughs> I really do. I'm in love myself. So I love to see other people in love. And I so much cherish taking pictures of people who are also in love. Um, but I also take adventure pictures, too, because I'm a camp counselor. I'm a I, like I'm rope staff certified. I love rock climbing and going adventuring. Uh, love hiking in different places. Um, this past year, I went to Texas and Albuquerque. Got to get some really cool pictures there. This upcoming December, I have the opportunity to go to Guatemala to take pictures of a village uh, that are making some type of coffee or something like that. And I've got to take pictures and write a 50 page like book about it or something like that, along with the pictures. I'm really excited about that opportunity. I have to get my flight situation figured out in that, but yeah, I just got started with it and I, I just took it and ran like, that's the other thing too, is a lot of people ask me, you know, like you really jumped up the ladder in photography really quickly. Like, how did you do that? And I always tell people, it could be bad or this could be good, but in so many things in life, I don't dip my toe. And it has led to my demise, <laughs> but it has really benefited me to just dive in on things. Like, I, I think about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, I, go, I, he's awesome. His his Under Armour campaign right now. That's he's not, the number one Under Armour athlete by a long yeah, shot. And he's not even he's not even like a he's not a professional athlete really. Like not right like, now. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was one of those things where it's like it, his whole campaign right now where he's like I'm not selling a product. I'm not selling a shoe, a sweatshirt, a sh like a sock, anything. Like that's not what he's doing right now. His, like what Under Armour is selling right now and I'm not a huge Under Armour fan, but I love what they're doing how they're saying being the hardest worker in the room. No matter what like what, no no matter what you do, you are the hardest worker in the room and that's what I did with photography. I took it and I said I'm going to work so hard not necessarily to compete with other people that's not what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to like outbeat other photographers because people like different types of photography and that's fine if you're you saying that's a game you'll never win yeah so what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to beat myself every session that i do every edit that i do every single time i want to be the hardest worker in the room and that's harder the are a harder worker than i was before and that's what i tell people that's how i climbed up this photography ladder so quickly because i told myself i'm going to be the best i can possibly be i am going to be the hardest worker and people are going to know it and i'm not just going to do it to glorify myself i'm not just going to do it to bring glory to me i'm going to do it to bring glory to god to show people that like look at this christian young man studying to become a pastor who also loves to take pictures I want that guy because he works hard and he's got his faith in the right place. His heart is in the right place. I want that guy to do my pictures because I know I can trust him. Well, and as you talk, I was thinking about three things. Well, okay, so first of all, I I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we get along so well is yeah. because there is, like you said, it's either all in or nothing. Uh -huh. You know, like you will, it, there, it is not, and this is 
oftentimes does end up being a bad thing. But uh, you couldn't pay me to do something I don't want to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, you could not even like you could. Ah, it's just not worth it. You uh-huh. could not pay me to do something I don't want to do. So everything I do do. <laughs> I get I get what you're saying. Well, <laughs> everything I do, um, then like I, I have to believe in it. Um, so first, like you got to pick your opportunities wisely. Yep. Like I'm not gonna just like jump into something that I really don't, you know, whatever. And, and like you said, I have it has fallen to my brought me to my demise several times. But so okay, order them, Charlie. Organize your <laughs> thoughts, Charles. Okay, so one is making sure you're engaged in activities that you absolutely love and adore, yes, like yes. that you are willing to obsess over. Yes. I give that talk to the kids in all the different groups I work with, whether it's football or marching band or second grade reading or second grade math or whatever. Like if you want to be good at something, you have to get a little unbalanced, you know, mm-hmm. like balance. Everybody talks about balance in your life and this, that, or whatever. If you want to be happy, you're not going to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Like you got to find something you care so much about that balance doesn't matter anymore. Oh, heck um, yeah. So, uh, finding stuff that you really are going to get, that's going to light your fire and you're going to, you're going to chase after it. You're going to get after it. Um, so that's part of it. And for me, like I really, really, really love kids. Like mm-hmm. I love kids and I love my savior. And so like, I'm one of those people that doesn't have a hard time. Like I, I have my off weeks, obviously, right. but I don't have a hard time starting my day with an hour in the word. And then I have zero problem getting up and getting excited to go face a classroom full of kids most days yeah. or go, go, go find a football team or go work on, on, you know, marching band or go coach middle school girls volleyball, which I, I hate volleyball. <laughs> I don't even know all the rules, uh-huh. um, but if it, like I will coach anything and everything, cause that's what, that's who I am and what I do. Right. You yeah. know, weightlifting. I am not a bodybuilder. I spend more time in the gym than most bodybuilders do, and I don't like. So there's a difference between bodybuilders and weightlifters. Uh Weightlifters lift as much weight as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Bodybuilders try and look as good as they possibly can. Uh There's a difference. I tried to be a bodybuilder. I just don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. I don't Uh spend a great amount of time with my shirt off. Right. Unless you're my roommate, and then you complain that I spend too much time with my shirt off. Shout out to QP. Anyway. (laughs) He doesn't listen, so he'll never know. Uh (laughs) Aaron Jensen, do not tell him I said that. And hi, Josh Zander. He's a Vanguardian. He listens to every podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, do you know that Jerry is a Vanguard alum? I think I already told yeah. you guys that. But yeah. anyway, hi, Josh Zander. Um, <laughs> that was a digression that went right. downhill fast. The other, the other point. Okay, the other two points. Uh-huh. The other two points is you are going to face a ton of failure. And in photography, I'm guessing it manifests itself as bad pictures or not getting paid if you do a really crummy job on a shoot. Oh, yep, yep. Um, but like, in, in, you're going to face failure, but if you like if you really are all in, you're gonna try so many stinking times that you're gonna find success eventually. Right. You know, and so that and the like whether it's you know figuring out your diet, like we talked about this before we started recording. So I started doing some intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. didn't eat enough carbs, and just died at the end of the day yesterday. Like couldn't even work out, just had to go to bed. Like yep. literally had to go to bed two hours early because I just didn't have enough uh energy. So what do you do today? Add an extra sweet potato and hit the road, man. We're gonna lift today. <laughs> uh-huh. Like we got to get it done. And like it's like I care so much about it. I love it. I enjoy it so much that it's not like work. I'm fascinated by it. Like I went out and bought a strength and conditioning textbook, and I'm like nerding out, spending my free time, you know, getting into it. You know that kind of stuff. Like you, you, yeah, you gotta be able to make mistakes and get better. You gotta be able to make mistakes. Yep. And the third thing is, I don't remember what the third thing was. It doesn't matter. Those two were great. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Yeah, really I sounded good. so wise for a second there. 
I, I, one of the you kind of reminded me with you kind of reminded me with what you were saying. Um, uh, what I was thinking about was uh, I, I say this often to people is I, I I think you should have at least three hobbies, and if they overlap, this is great. But one that makes you money in some type of way brings in an income you can put food on the family for your table one that keeps you in shape in one type of way or another and then one that keeps you artistic that's what i is like one of the things that i always believe is that you should have at least three hobbies that do those things for you and if they overlap all the more power to you but like money make some money um keep yourself in shape and also keep yourself artistic i fully believe in that 100 percent, and i think that's like really important in life to keep yourself balanced is to find that um find that balance in life where where you are providing for your family where you are taking care of the temple your body that god has given you and that you're also being artistic and letting your mind grow in those types of ways in um expressing yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and don't be afraid don't be afraid for your hobby. Like people talk about, um, like, well, I don't want to get if 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 I, if I if I start getting paid for it, then I'm not going to like it as much. Well, then you didn't like it in the first place, right? Yeah. Like if it, it then it's really not you know, a passion of yours. <laughs> if you you know, and so like is, for you and me, we what is the Joker about, the Joker say in the Dark Knight? If you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or make sure that you know. But no, yeah, <laughs> you know, just like it, even if you do do it for free, there's going to be return on it. Right. Yep. You know, there's yep. going to be return on it. Even if you got to volunteer to coach or even if you got to volunteer to do this, that or whatever, there's going to re- be a return on that investment. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not um, monetary, there's going to be a return on that investment. Usually, and because we are who we are and we do what we do, there's a huge spiritual return. It's a massive spiritual return uh-huh. on that investment, but then also like you're getting smarter, you're like earning wisdom. Um, that's something as a theme that comes up in country songs all the time, right? Um, but it's misguided. They always talk about like you got to be wild and crazy in order to be smart when you're older. Yeah. You don't have to be wild and crazy, no. but you do got to take some risks and you got to like have a few adventures in order to get to the point where you have some wisdom. Exactly. Like you just like, go live. Yeah. Oh man. See, you're right. This is why we get along because we think this exact same way. Like go out there and like dive in. Do not be afraid to dive in. And like, it's so cliche to say, like, you can't be afraid of failure. Uh, Another thing that I think about. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've heard you say that before too. Another thing that I think about with uh, this whole, you know, whether it's photography, whether it's me becoming a pastor, whether, you know, being the hardest worker in the room. When I work out, oftentimes, it's it's kind of hard to find workout music that isn't, like, dirty or, like, swears mm-hmm. a lot. So what I have often do is I go on YouTube and I find, um, like, inspirational speeches when I'm working out that have, like, the Dark Knight soundtrack in the mm-hmm. background or, like, the Inception soundtrack in the background or something like that. And there's one quote in one of the videos that I watch that always gets me every single time. And it's this guy and, like, the music just drops. And he's, like, not screaming but somewhat talking rather sternly and he and he just says if you're not making someone else's life better then you are wasting your time and i think about that all the time especially in photography i want to make someone else's life better 
through my photography. I want them to enjoy this. I want them to look on this and see how much they are in love with like their husband, with their wife, their fiance, whatnot. I want them to see this in my photography because that's what makes their life better. Me as a fiance, uh, I want to constantly make Kelly's life better. We talk about this in marriage counseling, how we, we, we say we, we constantly want to ask each other, what can I do to make you happy? Not what I can do to make me happy. What can I do to make you happy? How can you make someone else's life better. Me as a future pastor, my members, whoever I come in contact with, I want to be pleasant, I want to be friendly, and I want to show the love of Jesus while also showing people their sin and showing people their Savior. And that's what makes people's lives better, even if they don't realize it or not. But I I constantly want to be thinking about that, is what can I do to make you happy? What can I do to make your life better? If you're not making someone else's life better, you are wasting your time. Well, and that's the foundation of this podcast, too. Like, that's how we decide what we're going to talk about. That's how I do the posts Mm -hmm. for uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. is... Um, like I've taken a little bit of flack for having the, for asking for doing the same interview over and over again. Like you start talking about them and you talk about their wives and then you talk about their kids and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You know what they're most passionate about? Being a father and a husband, you yes. know? And then the second thing they're most passionate about is that job that they have. Like the reason I'm interviewing that guy is because I've been impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm impressed with him is just on fire for something, you know? And then, so what I want, my goal is if I'm going to talk about, if I'm going to have a sit down and have a conversation with somebody about their wife and kids, at the end of that conversation, they better go home. Like my goal is they're going to walk in the house and they're going to look at her and just smile. Give her a big, <laughs> like give her a, you know, one of those like just kiss, kiss her like it's the first time. Yeah. Go hug their kids and play with them and just be reminded, like remind themselves just how much they love you know, their family mm-hmm. or you know, like if it, we're talking about a ministry, you know, like when we're just talking about Camp Phillip, like I guarantee tomorrow after this conversation, when you pick up that camera again, you're just going to be smiling. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like 100%. it gets you like it's a reminder of this is why I do what I do for some people. They've never actually put it into words and never framed it for themselves. This is who I am and this is what I do. And so they ha- get the opportunity to have a conversation like this and they say, you know what? I do like this. This is awesome. You know, this is a lot of fun. And so then the posts are the same way. A lot of times it'll be a picture of like them and their family. And it'll say something like, you know, you know, be a marriage theme or this, that or whatever. And like you can look at that pot. Like you can, if they can look at that post and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, on a rough day, look at the post and say, yeah, you're right. This is what I'm doing here. Right. That's, that's exactly what I want, what I want to happen. You know, I, I want to engage people and make their lives better. Remind them just why they are, who they are, and what they're doing. Exactly. I think that's awesome. Exactly. See, this is why we get along. This exactly. Is why we get along. We yeah. Think the same Shoes way. and weightlifting Wait. and literally marching, marching band, marching, marching band. band. Yeah. Yeah. The way we do life. Yep. Yeah. Different courses, but very, very similar attitude. Uh huh. Cool stuff, man. I love it, dude. All right, so if I am a uh, parent with kids and I want my kids to go to Camp Phillip, what do I need to do? Uh, so you can go on Camp Phillip's website. There's some registration info there about next year's summer camp, or I don't think there's any room left because where you are like actually you're here right now at like one of the fullest weeks in camp's history there's so many campers here right now but um yeah you can go on camp phillips website you just type in camp phillip uh watoma wisconsin on google it should come up right there you can register online there you can uh find uh camp phillips number uh, on that website if you want to call in if you have any questions about that 
Uh, you can also uh, find Camp Philip on Facebook or Instagram where you can see posts, what the kids are doing, uh, what kind of activities they like to do. There will also be some videos sometimes uh, with stuff like that. So, yeah, there's uh, different forms that you can find on the Internet as well to get your kid signed up for stuff. Or if you find activities that uh, might be for you, like there's a women's quilting retreat in the winter that ladies can come to and they do some quilting and stuff like that. There's a lot of different activities throughout the entire year. Camp Phillips not just operating during the summer it's the full year so you can find stuff on the uh internet about camp type it in go to their website uh lots of information there anything that you need to know is right there on their website and all those pictures are taken by the jeremiah wallen yep, or right. most of them half and half yeah yeah well actually i mean that fits fits right in with what we were talking about too is the ability to share you know your experience then with other people so like you have an assistant who takes pictures with you and i'm guessing you learned a lot of your craft from the person yep. before you yep both uh just wonderful young women mm. and uh just like being able to share a skill that i've learned then with somebody else whether it's the next generation or just a friend you know it, whether it's you know weightlifting or or bodybuilding or eating or you know if you work on cars just like all that stuff if you're passionate about it Share it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, what if I have a group that I want to bring up to Camp Phillip? Like if I want to bring a youth retreat or a men's retreat or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Go on Camp Phillip's website. You can find their phone number and then uh, call call us up on uh, and they will get contacted to the office. And then you can figure something out from there. What weekends are open for you to bring a group? Then you can talk about if you want some type of programming there or not, if you just want to come here and relax, like you just want to use the facilities, that is totally possible too. So yeah, you just give Camp Phillip a call. You can find the phone number on the website, and then they, you can square things away with them there. Awesome. On the other side of things, what if uh, I'm getting married or seeing your pictures or that kind of good stuff? Uh, how do we find the love doctor? Oh, <laughs> so you can find me, Jared the Photographer, on Instagram and on Facebook. That's J-E-R the Photographer. So yeah, you can find me Instagram, Facebook. If you ever want to contact me for whether it's engagement pictures, family pictures, wedding pictures, no matter what, I pretty much do it all. So you can find me on Facebook or on Instagram. You can check out my work there. Awesome. Shout out to Mrs. Wallander. Hi, Laura. Hi, Mom. I love you. <laughs> we both love you dearly. All right. Thanks, Jeremiah. Yeah, thank Have you, Have a good Charlie. one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four and five star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one. <laughs>